You are listening to the Delay and Pray podcast with Beth Bubick, episode number five. Welcome to the Delay and Pray podcast, where certified Catholic and weight loss coach Beth Bubick teaches you how to permanently lose weight through spiritual fasting. Get ready to gain faith and lose weight through a joyful transformation of both body and soul. Now, your host, Beth, the Catholic Fasting Coach. Today, I want to share with you an interview with one of my clients, Janae Franco. She is amazing. She's a fellow Catholic life coach who hired me to help her lose weight and to follow a very restrictive diet for health reasons while under a doctor's care. She wanted to try a new way and include Christ in every bit of it. She was not familiar with spiritual fasting and was intrigued by the results that she was hearing about from other coaches that had stepped into my world as clients. She has learned the value of spiritual fasting now and managing her mind and soul around the delaying of food for both weight loss and health reasons. She's lost 30 pounds so far, and she has gained immense faith for herself and her family. Hey, everybody. Hope everything is going well for you today. I have such a fun podcast in store for you today. I have a guest with me. Her name is Janae Franco, and we are going to talk everything spiritual fasting and weight loss and optimal health. Janae Franco is a fellow coach with me at uh, Purgative Way and Metanoia Catholic. We went through the program together, and she is phenomenal. Janae helps driven Catholic moms let go of the heavy weight of perfectionism so that they are free to pursue excellence with abundant energy, joy, and peace. She is a stay-at-home mom turned entrepreneur, coach, and speaker. Janae is passionate about helping women integrate the mind, body, and spirit to reveal the abundant peace and joy promised by God to us all. As a certified Catholic coach through Metanoia Catholic, she inspires women to take ownership of their lives and begin creating a life full of purpose. Janae resides in Louisiana with her husband and four children on this side of heaven. You can learn more about her work at JanaeFranco.com, and that is spelled J-E-N-A-Y-F-R-A-N-C-O.com, and she's also on Instagram at Janae Franco. So give a warm welcome to Janae as we have an amazing conversation about spiritual fasting. Hi, Janae. How are you doing? I am doing awesome. It is so great to be here today with you, Beth. Oh, so good to have you. I cannot wait. So why don't we start out by just tell us a little bit about why you decided to enroll in the Delay and Pray program and what it's done for you. Yeah, absolutely. Well, the short answer is because uh, God told me to do it. <laughs> Yay. Basically. <laughs> yeah, I mean, growing up as a Catholic, I wouldn't say fasting usually stayed within Lent. And it was, you know, very simplistic in some ways. But it was kind of, it was always there in the back of my mind. And I would say that it was not, I had seen your work. You had been working with uh, one of my friends, Lisa Canning and Michelle Dunn. And I wanted nothing to do with it. <laughs> I was like, nope, I am not interested in fasting. That is way too hard for me. I am a sanguine. Um, 
who is just, I love the creature comforts. And I was actually going through a really, really difficult time uh, mentally and emotionally over the summer. And the last thing I wanted to do was add to my suffering and my own, those are my thoughts about it. Uh, But in a discussion with my husband that we were having, it was just really clear that I was stuck despite uh, knowing what I knew, having been in Metanoia Catholic sphere for a while, mindset coaching, being a coach myself, I was stuck. I was just stuck in comfort and, um, and just anxiety, really. And uh, there was a few choices that I had, but it was just really, really clear from a couple people's testimony of what working with you had done for their lives. I was like, no, food is my issue. I, I, I was kind of in intuitive eating before that, but it was not leading me anywhere good. Um, really overall. And so, yeah, I was just really ready for a change and ready to put my mind on something new. Oh, that's so awesome. So did you have anything specifically in mind? Was it weight loss? Was it health reasons? Or why did you pursue spiritual fasting? Well, we had just gotten news from my, we had started working with a naturopath, me and my six-year-old daughter. And we had found out, I had suspected this for a while because I have some other health conditions that go along with it, but we had found out that we have um, something called mast cell activation, which can look a little bit like uh, an autoimmune disorder. And so my naturopath was suggesting that I go the route of like getting, trying to achieve metabolic flexibility through ketosis specifically. So to avoid the diet term of keto, Mm -hmm. um, there was, you know, cutting out dairy and other types of foods, um, grains and, there was kind of a long list just because there's also a histamine issue there as well. So I knew that I was going to want to choose that for my health, but was having a lot of mind drama around it. There was also a piece of me that had wanted to lose weight, but I was scared to admit that I wanted to lose weight because I had, I had gained some and I was at the heaviest I had been pretty much ever except for nine months pregnant. Uh, So I think for me, there was a little bit of an element of both. It was both for my health, but I just, I didn't want to be so, wound up about food in my yeah, life. Yeah. I, I remember when we first had our um, consultation call and you had this very restrictive diet. And I, I said, I can totally get you right through that. And with joy, and it's a mindset shift. This is really a gift for you, Janae. And you yeah. said, is it? <laughs> is it really? I was not. I was not. I was open. But I was like, yeah, I you were open. believe you. I don't right, know if I right. believe you, but I'm here. Yeah. You're here and in a complete success, by the way. So yes, yes. So basically what we did is we did a lot of mindset work around how you can actually use a restrictive diet for redemptive suffering, number one. And number two, you can shift into love and abundance and joy while eating the foods that actually help your body. Yes. Yes. And so- let me ask you, tell me a little bit about the experience and just, you know, like if you can kind of think back to the beginning as opposed to like where you are now. Wow. It would be interesting to watch some of those early coaching calls. (laughs) I'm sure I could, if I wanted to, um, I would say there had been the redemptive suffering piece was something I kind of been working on through the summer. Um, there have been multiple things that have been happening that felt very like out of my control. Um, and, but I was very 
stuck on believing that food somehow supplied me happiness or comfort. It's yeah. like the idea that God was taking away my food. That, like that was one of the thoughts I had, like, and now you're taking this away from me. Like, like but yeah. it's like my only source of joy and comfort. And he's like, <laughs> like, I'm so sweet, Janae. Like, but mm. I'm your source of, of joy and comfort, you know? And it was very much just about detachment uh, because I had realized how much I put into food really my whole life of how, and still struggle with obviously these thoughts today. This isn't something that just disappears overnight, but um, of like the food providing the happiness or the food providing the joy. Um, right. And so it was like in this situation where I could play, I could be a victim and I could just stay in victim mode, but then it just wasn't helping anybody. Or I could just choose to unite it to the cross and learn what that would look like um, through these little daily consistent practices. And it's just interesting how I really struggle with that consistency as well, but just just really putting my one foot in front of the other day after day and seeing the results. Cause there's so many different pieces that are a part of your program, like weighing yourself every day and little things like that. And then bringing drama that I might have to coaching to be able to kind of unravel that knot, like that image of our lady undoer of not knots comes to mind. It's like, mm -hmm. I brought this like big tangled ball of yarn. <laughs> so like what's slowly. interesting. Yeah. And so what's interesting about it. We're talking about mindset and it's definitely a mindset shift. But the biology piece is huge yeah. mm -hmm. because you're talking about this comfort and the sugar, the flour, the processed food and the alcohol really give us a dopamine hit mm -hmm. and they cause over desire, they cause over hunger and they cause overeating. So that's the truth of it. So we, we know that you're not alone, that there's just, you know, millions of women out there that are suffering from the same thing. Why am I overeating? I really want this sugar. It's normally sugar. Yeah. I really want this. Definitely for it, me. <laughs> yes. And and it it seriously makes us feel good. It really mm -hmm. does. And so it gives us that short-term dopamine hit. But then when we start to look for the long-term dopamine hit, that's when huh, that it's all the feels. That's when, when we learn to process the feeling of pain and not to uh, dampen it with sugar, flour, and alcohol that when we can process it and learn to process it, that's when accomplishment comes. And that's, that's actually a bigger dopamine hit. It, it's just so much better. And plus you're saving souls at the same time. Yeah, absolutely. It's a I double mean, I win. Think, right. Physically, I, I remember talking to my husband uh, maybe about six weeks in, five or six weeks in. And it took a while um, for anyone who's – you know, I was actively transitioning into ketosis and I'm still on that journey with my, my doctor who's managing all of that. Um, and I also had at her recommendation given up caffeine around the same time I had been kind of coming off of that. And then earlier this year had come off of anti-anxiety medication. So just to kind of give you an idea of like where my brain, <laughs> the yeah. journey that my brain was on in 2022. Um, and then a lot of things happened that triggered my anxiety and other, um, and I had gone back to counseling and other stuff over the summer. And so that's kind of where my brain was, was a little bit of a fight or flight, a little bit of this, um, still kind of dealing with anxiety. The anger is usually my biggest symptom of the anxiety and the, um, all of that. And I was talking to my husband maybe about five weeks in and I was like, I, so finally I hit, my brain had switched, you know, to ketones off of glucose and, you know, I'm, I'm making that switch. I'm, I'm off of caffeine. I'm starting to have energy again. I'm like, I'm more balanced than I have been in. I don't even know how long, like I felt stable. Yeah. I felt like you're saying, not just this, this happiness that's like fleeting, but more of like this, this 
this peaceful, like a, a joy that comes from just trusting in the Lord and trusting in his plan and knowing that like all of this suffering, quote unquote, that, that I was inviting and allowing in my life by sacrificing these foods and all of that had purpose. And it, it almost like came alive in a sense. But yeah, physically, I was feeling like somebody completely different. Yes. And that's really, that's part of the biology, but it's also neurology. But the thing is too, ketosis is very different from keto. Um, mm-hmm. I, I can't even remember what like the keto diet is, but it's like a, it's like hundred percent all the time. It didn't really, I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I can't remember mm-hmm. if I really dealt with portions or even processed food. I was just kind of trying to do the, I don't know, whatever it was. Right. Yeah. Me too. Okay. I did this years ago yeah. and I was okay, like years ago. of it. <laughs> yeah. And it didn't yeah. work. It didn't work. What this is, it's basically when you actually delay sugar, flour, and alcohol till Saturday night and Sundays as best as you can, your body will go into a a type of ketosis. But what's beautiful is then you can have sugar, flour, and alcohol on Saturday nights and Sundays in light of the resurrection to celebrate the resurrection and Sunday. And basically you can actually sugar burn a little bit, which actually Mm -hmm. makes you metabolically flexible. So you're going in and out of the ketosis, which that you can do forever. That right. is a that, forever plan. <laughs> that was the hard, I think that was one of the hardest things for me to wrap my mind around at first. I'm like, no, but she told me I can like never have dairy. So like, Did she really tell you you can never have dairy? Like, that wasn't, that wasn't me. That wasn't me. You're talking about your doctor. <laughs> yes. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. That's your doctor. Yeah. But so when, when we talked about, in my mind, I was like, no, keto is this, it's strict. It's hundred percent. It's forever. And yeah. 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 Uh, this is not it. So one of the things that we have to be careful about is when we tell our brains that something is forever, uh, well, you know, around food, it's, that's really devastating to us. And then we can become kind of sad and, and, and drop into the feeling of deprivation and restriction. And then what happens from, from that feeling, we have these actions that are unwanted. Okay. And that's mm-hmm. where the diet cycle is. That's what that is. Instead, we can basically tell our brains, listen, we're going to delay dairy for a while and see how we feel. And we possibly could bring it back in. We possibly may not, but that's okay. We're going to figure it out where whatever is for our highest good, whatever is making us feel the best. It's almost like you're talking to yourself, like somebody else is in your brain. And it truly <laughs> mm-hmm. is this type of thing when you're tra- trying to talk your will into doing the best thing for you. So mm-hmm. it, it's true. So, you know, the never thing that's, it's really hard to basically stomach. So it's best to just tell yourself, listen, I'm going to delay this for a while and see how I feel. And maybe one day we can bring it back in. So that's where you were mm-hmm. and you have come so far. So tell us about the results. Tell us. And I have to laugh because, okay, you're a perfectionism coach. And I have to tell you guys, I'm going to, I got to tell you, this is, this is the headliner. Um, Janae's goal was to lose 57.6 pounds. Don't forget about the 0. 0.6, 57.6, <laughs> Janae. You make me laugh. You make me laugh. That had to be an even number. Oh my goodness. All right. So how how's how's it been? I mean, how much have you lost? Tell me about your spiritual goals. You know, tell me all the things. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we can start with the spiritual. Um, one thing I realized rather embarrassingly is that I've never actually done a very good job at praying for my husband or my kids. Um you know, I'll say that I'll put them on my prayer list, but the reality is like, how often does it actually come to my attention? How often do I write it down? And I loved how in the fasting, in the notebook, the journal, there's like, who am I fasting for today? And so even though it's like pretty much the same every day and I add as I go, and then there's the little, there's a little part in the back. 
Um, I was like, no, I really wanted, and I, one of the things this summer I had realized there was a few things just in my marriage that I really wanted to like improve upon, but it was going to require, you know, some humility for me, um, which is <laughs> really difficult. And so I really wanted to fast for my husband, for my marriage and kind of make up for lost time in a sense and like start fasting for my kids who are 10 and under. Um, and especially I wanted to fast for my, my own daughter, my daughter who's six, we're still, we're still un- figuring out what exactly is going on with both me and her. We have a lot of like really good ideas. Uh, but for her, we're still trying to figure things out. And so really fasting for her healing, um, so spiritually, I think just having that in mind and even being able to, if friends would ask for prayers, being able to say, oh yeah, I'm going to write that down and I'll add you to my fasting list. And it's like, it, like I was describing to somebody, it was almost like, you know, a 2D, a picture on a page like comes to life where it's like, as a sanguine, I like to have fun. And it just felt more fun because, you know, I would be unloading the dishwasher and like, oh, this, this could be a sacrifice. Cause if like not having cheese or not having the food that my kids are having maybe and fixing something slightly different could be a sacrifice then like it just opens the door to everything can become sacrifices really and can be offered up for people so i think that i'm kind of losing track of the original question but i think no that's your (laughs) spiritual goals no 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 i love that Um, that's the same thing every single client will experience this it's it starts with your fasting for your husband your ha- fasting for your wife you're fasting for your family you're fasting for your children um, I have a lot of clients who are trying to fast uh, people back into the church especially their spouse but then what happens is like when I'm cleaning the shower the shower I used to hate to clean the shower and then I realized every time I'd clean the shower I would be praying for all the women and men who are cleaning public showers in hotel rooms in gymnasiums in things like that places like that and I would pray deeply for them and thank them mm-hmm. and I would be actually cleaning my shower in great gratitude um, so and it made the job easier because whenever you're fasting for somebody while you're doing the task the Lord sort of lifts the burden a bit. He takes it on. You become, you know, coworkers in that task. And it's just beautiful. So aside from the, from the weight loss, it's perks in every way when you're spiritually fasting. So now we want to talk about the weight loss and your health. Tell me about your health markers. Tell me about your weight. Tell me about your, your balance of hormones, your energy and how it's going with that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, in the summer, I had, like I had said, I was probably the heaviest I've ever been, a little over 200 uh, pounds. And I also had herniated a couple of discs in my back in July, um, doing something just totally benign. I had really lost track of my health exercise-wise. Uh, my core, we have like a hypermobility disorder. And so it's really important for my core to be intact because that's what kind of holds everything together. And I had not been keeping it intact. <laughs> so uh, I had lost track of that for a while. And so I think that was part of some of these other things that had been going on. And so I knew, and plus we actually also experienced our first miscarriage in June. Uh, for, obviously we don't know the reason I was about four or five weeks pregnant. I was super early. But we knew right around that time I had started kind of working with somebody who, not not the same naturopath, but getting moving in that direction of realizing I had some gut health issues and some other stuff. And we didn't really know what the bottom was. I just knew I was having certain symptoms. Um, and so really health wise, I was not in a good place. I was not feeling great. Um, my energy was still really low. 
Um, I would just get really fatigued doing things around the house. So now I'm losing track of your question again. It's okay. <laughs> you just said, you know, physical markers. So that's kind of where I was going in. I was like really sad. Um, a lot of the time still dealing with a lot of anxiety, still very much in victim mode, despite really try, trying to come out, like knowing that I needed help coming out of that pool. Like I was just staying in that pool of misery. Um, and so where, kind of really so where, where are you in. now? So where are you where, now? Where am I now? Well, like I said, I think I'm, I feel more balanced than I have been in a really, really long time. Um, the anxiety is much, much better. Uh, physically speaking, I have lost, like, I'm going to say just shy of 30 pounds because I'm just going to round. Are you sure? 29.83? 29.8. Oh, okay. <laughs> you must know. 29.8 like, pounds. Point, point two this morning just for me to say it on the podcast mm. that I met. No. I love it. <laughs> so yeah, just about 30 pounds, which is just incredible. Like, uh, I was not expecting that. In fact, when I was, was the last goal. time, when was the last time you were at this weight? You know, it's a good question. I kind of stopped weighing myself for a while there. Um, pr- probably about a year ago. Cause I did, I gained 25 pounds like between in the first six months of last year. So a lot of it was relatively recent. And you're heading towards your 57.6. So mm-hmm. when you reach that, how, how long will it have been since you we're at that weight. Well, that would be a lot longer, probably since I had two kids and I have four now. So Woo-hoo! yeah, totally doable. So, it's your impossible goal. That's totally yeah. doable. Right. Right. Absolutely. I hesitated even picking one because I'm like, well, what if I'm wrong about the number? <laughs> so Janae, you brought, you brought something up that a lot of clients bring up. I suggest to all my clients that they weigh daily. And some of them say, really, do I have to weigh daily? So, and the reason why I do that is because we do need an objective measurement of our progress. It really helps us to measure our progress as we are filling out our food protocols and journaling. And, you know, this basically is a great experiment as to what foods are producing goodness in your body and then that's going to be showing up on the scale. It's also very important to divorce your worthiness from the number on the scale and to embrace uncertainty that it will go up, it will go down. And again, this is just a great experiment to find out what are the foods and the activities and my sleeping patterns in my entire life, what are all these things joined together um, mm-hmm. going to help me get optimal health and optimal weight. So mm-hmm. tell me a little bit about your experience of the scale. Cause I know you at first were like, Oh, I have to weigh. And I was like, I just suggest, I do suggest you weigh just so that you can get, you know, a, a data. I call it data. It's just data. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, yeah, I think I was like, how could I weigh myself every day? And also at the same time have distance from that number to me i thought like the frequency of it was going to increase my obsession about it and um how it needed to be at this number or that number or it wasn't you know doing well enough or whatever and to be honest like i had such great success with the scale at first that it really i only started having a little bit more scale drama i would say a couple weeks ago (laughs) i was like Mm -hmm. wait uh you know i'm doing all the things and it didn't do what i wanted it to do and instead of just letting that carry me away down this useless, you know, thought river. So instead of that, 
I could look at it and you really helped me to be able to see like, okay, well, what else could be going on? And I realized it had been a while. Like I wanted to kind of, especially being the holiday season, there was a lot of different things going on. I was kind of coasting on like what I was eating, a lot of the same things. And it was like, oh, wait, I really actually probably need to increase my fats or, oh, maybe I just didn't get enough sleep last night and really helped me to get a little more curious instead of shaming myself, being like, oh, you must have done something wrong in order for it to be here. It's like, oh, like you, I, this is what happened. And like, you could logically say, oh, maybe that's why. You know? Yeah. And, and you know, what's really interesting. One of the things that we figured out with you is you went a couple of weeks, you had sick kids, mm-hmm. uh, you know, your patterns were disrupted, your sleeping patterns, your eating patterns. And so it's very logical that that scale is going to go up. Mm-hmm. And so you were able to take that data and just be like, oh, I can work on this. That is not a problem. <laughs> I see. Right. And guess what? It's going to go down again. Mm-hmm. You, we're all going to have these rough spots. We're all going to have mm-hmm. them. And that is something that is really quite comforting, actually, because this is really? a forever thing. Yeah. This is a forever thing. And 57.6 is going to happen. But in God's time with you as a collaborator in order to get it done. Yeah. And I, there was, I remember there was a time too, where I wanted to like skip a Sunday because I wanted to get to my goal faster. Oh, you didn't like, want to feast. You didn't want to feast on the Sunday. Right. Uh-huh. And what did I tell yep. you? <laughs> you said, <laughs> basically you were like, this is what you just said. It's like, this is, this a isn't a diet. <laughs> this is not a diet. Like that is not, not a diet. diet. I'm like, Oh, but that's exactly why I, I knew that I needed you. It's Cause I was like, I've gone down these paths before and I've not ended up anywhere I wanted to wind up, you know, super restrictive eating. I've bounced completely back, you know, bounced back and forth here and there and, you know, exercising more and this or that, but it's like still this white knuckling and restrictive mentality. And so I needed somebody to like help me notice, Oh, this is diet mentality. That's what you mean. And so now, you know, I can take those thoughts and I can process them or I can say, okay, I know that we have this feast and that feast and it's a Sunday and like some of the weeks where there's like the solemnity or whatever. And then you also got the Sunday. And so anyway, just being able to, yeah. Um, relinquish all of that <laughs> and not it's try re- to control everything. All the It's, time. it's so true. So we, um, deal with a eat fast feast regimen. And so our, we have eating days that are on Mondays, Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays. We have fasting days on Wednesdays and Fridays, and we have feasting days on Sundays. And what's very interesting is the eating days basically work up to the fasting days. You're, you're trying really hard to be good on, uh, Mondays, Tuesdays, and Thursdays and Saturdays so that when the fasting days come up, whether you're just starting to fast off meat or you're going to two meals, you're doing a little intermittent fasting or whatever it is, you can really take seriously those Wednesdays and Fridays. Okay. Because the blessed mother is asking us to fast on those days. So it's this regimen. But if we skip Sunday, which all clients are like, oh, I'm getting to Sunday and I'm doing really well and the scale's doing really well. And I don't think I want to feast. And it's like, well, if you don't feast, and at least just have something, just a little something, then you're going to want it on Monday. And then you're going to like, ah, you know, it's just going to backfire on you. Instead, have a little bit on Sunday, have something until Mm -hmm. you learn how to feast possibly without food and alcohol, which happens, which happens later down the line. (laughs) The, The food becomes less important. It becomes more as fuel, good fuel, but more as fuel and less as a celebratory type of thing. So it is the great experiment all the way around. And I know that you love those words. I love those words. (laughs) They're my favorite. Uh, But for sure, I think that Sunday thing was the the interesting. It still is interesting to me. Like how, how, you know, 
what happens when I have urges? Do I follow all of my, or do I allow, you know, trying to allow the urge to like, so on Sunday, if I want something sweet, oh, like I can have that today and I can choose to have that. Well, what is that number going to, what, what is that going to look like? You know, trying to plan ahead, obviously, but then just seeing what happens if I do plan ahead and maybe it doesn't go as I planned or um, I have gluten instead of gluten-free, which like I learned some things from that or just whatever it might look like. Um, that's been, I think, one of the most impactful things as well, because I have a really hard time sometimes um, having compassion on myself and just allowing oh, yeah. myself to have these desires and trusting that I'm not going to go too far. So let me ask you something as a recovering perfectionist, as you call yourself, <laughs> tell me what it's like to do what I have instructed you as failing forward to success. So you, we all, okay, this is a forever plan, the spiritual fasting game, right? So mm -hmm. you're going to fail. I fail. So, and I fail forward because I know I have to fail to actually win in the end. I have to try again, try again, try again to try to figure it out in the great experiment. And once I've got it, that dopamine hit from the accomplishment is so phenomenal, whether it's mm -hmm. spiritual or it's weight or it's health or it's something hard I'm doing, like writing a book, doing a podcast, whatever it is. Um, phenomenal. So tell me a little bit about um, just failing. The need to not fail like can be strong for a perfectionist. So tell me how you learn to frame everything sort of like as an experiment to release the pressure to actually have a better life and to lose the weight. Well, I would say a lot of the key there lies in the mindset work and the spiritual, um, just continuing to go back to what would Jesus, uh, how would he approach that part of myself that, you know, if I'm like, I had to, you know, I had more cookies than I had planned on or something. And it's like, I want to shame myself. Well, I forget who it was. I think it was Dr. Greg Botero um, did a podcast with the Genius Podcast. There's a lady in Australia and he describes it like Jesus is going to the woman at the well. And it's like how that part of myself that I'm like shaming. It's like, how does Jesus approach it? Like that part of myself, he doesn't approach it shaming and disdain and all of that. Like he approaches it, her very lovingly and accepting and just really like merciful and compassionate toward her. And so I think that's what I'm learning. Uh, I still don't particularly care for the word fail. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's very heavy for me in general, but I would say just learning to, um, it's almost like jumping off of a bridge and like trusting that the bungee cord is going to hold you for yeah. me. The um, bungee cord of God <laughs> definitely like, held you. I have to just jump because yeah. it, it doesn't come naturally for me to just like want to, want to fail. Yeah. Which is interesting because, um, well, in my program, I do offer people who don't like the word fail because a lot of people don't, I don't mind it, but you know, I'm a, I'm a choleric and, uh, my strengths are achiever strategist, you know, it's, I'm, I'm pretty, uh, forward. So a lot of people like to think about it as like winning or learning. So like you're winning or learning. So that's all, another way to do it as well. But Which I speaking, love because I'm a learner. <laughs> yes, because you're a learner. So speaking of the bungee cord of God, tell me a little bit just to end this up about the sacraments and how much the grace helps you. Because my program, you, you have to attend the sacraments. The minimum baseline is one daily mass a week plus Sunday mass, one hour of adoration a week, and then monthly confession because we need the grace in order to light, to enlighten our intellect, to talk our will into doing the spiritual fasting. It's the mm -hmm. Catholic mindset. This is all 
Catholic. So tell me a little bit about how the the sacraments strengthened you and also how um, you used the sacraments and your prayer group for success. Yeah, I would say I was already starting to develop a habit again of getting to adoration. It always helps when my kids start school again <laughs> because it, it just makes it easy to drop them off and go straight to the adoration chapel. Um, but yeah, so I think being able to have that time face to face with Jesus, um, going to mass more frequently. I do remember, uh, one Wednesday in particular, I, it was one of the first Wednesdays that I had had, maybe I was slowly kind of getting into intermittent fasting, like one hour, like breakfast was kind of one hour later or oops, I forgot to eat it. And anyway, that's kind of how that happened again this time. I didn't really like say, oh, I'm going to start today and go. But I remember not having had breakfast yet uh, and going to morning mass. And I was like really hungry that day for whatever reason. And after the Eucharist, after getting back to my pew, like my hunger just disappeared instantly. Uh, and I was telling my spiritual about it, my spiritual director about it later that day. And I was like, Oh, it was such like a, just a little consolation grace of like, this is, this is what it's about is it's, I, I would listen to these other women who are farther along in the program than me. And they would have like one bite of cake on a Saturday night. And I'm like, Oh my goodness. <laughs> like I would eat the whole piece, you know? Yeah. And I was like, all right, well, that's good to know that it's possible, you know? Yeah. Know, and we, we do, day. and we do talk about, um, the word enough. Mm-hmm. How much is enough? Which I love. Right. And I've, it's just something that's always in my head. So I'm kind of, instead of just eating mindlessly, it's like, oh, was that enough? Did I have enough? Do I really want that? If I do, mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, if it's Sunday, then I allow myself mm-hmm. and I just kind of go from there. And I don't, I don't beat myself up nearly as much about it as I used to. Um, but anyway, so yeah, as far as the sacraments go, I think that was just really impactful to know that the Lord is he's physically with us as our food, as our body, his body, blood, soul, and divinity. And so knowing that I can rely on that, even when I don't feel it, I can still choose to be there, choose to place myself in his presence. Um, more he's, it's very helpful too. I mean, not only on the spiritual goals, mm-hmm. but the weight loss, if you invite him into your weight loss, I'm telling you the pressure's off. He, he starts to yeah. work within you. And that's, that is the beauty of spiritual fasting. Uh, we, mm-hmm. you know, we get in because of the spiritual goals and the weight loss goals, but what happens is the weight loss just becomes a side benefit. It's just a side benefit now for me. It's just, I'm looking for health, yeah. both, both spiritual and physical health, both health of body and soul, because that's right. the trajectory of a saint. That's how we're going to get there. Small baby steps, you know, in both body and soul and to build a life of virtue and discipline. Right. And to not, it's not, <laughs> the race isn't won in a short period of time to be able to give myself the grace of like, yeah. even just this weekend we had the flu and I was like, I didn't have nearly as much mind drama about it. Had it happened, I think like six or seven weeks ago. Cause I had all I wanted on Saturday morning was toast. And so I really like, didn't follow my ketosis or no. my, whatever, like the protocol that I normally have. I just ate what I could eat and, you know, still lost weight over the weekend. Which mm-hmm. <laughs> so there it is, you know, that's how it works. Uh, yeah. That's how it works. I, di- I didn't stress as much about it as I would have where, you know, uh, and we had a big anyways. Yeah. So it was, yeah. Um, yeah it and you're doing really this- interesting to watch. And you're doing it through the holidays. You signed up right before the holidays and you've been so good. And that's what I want everyone to know. You don't have to wait. You don't have to Mm -hmm. wait till Lent. You don't have to wait till January 2nd, which is, you know, 
2023, which is a Monday, um, you can start yeah. now. You can just get yourself on an eat fast feast type of regimen. You can start delaying your sugar, flour, and alcohol. Get yourself a coach um, to help your mindset and just mm -hmm. start the program. And you would be amazed as just treating it like a great experiment, knowing that in your body, you know what's enough. It's just having your mind catch up with your body to say, okay, I think I'll stop now. And then mm -hmm. shifting over to Jesus is never enough. Like I can't, I can't get enough Jesus, but mm -hmm. I can get enough of food. So it's just, it's, it's literally like flipping everything that we've have been doing in the diet mentality on its head. That is, that is for sure. Well, Janae, yeah. this has been amazing. And I do want to I want to add one thing. The, the one thing that makes me so happy about you and when I actually um, am coaching young mothers is that your children are going to grow up to be spiritual fasters and nothing makes me more happy because mm -hmm. my goal is to get a million Catholics back into the Catholic church through spiritual fasting and they're going to be the ones they're going to teach their kids and we're bringing spiritual fasting back. It's, it really is about health in body and soul and they're going to be saving those last bites for their guardian angels. They're going to be knowing the effects <laughs> of sugar, flour, and alcohol. And, yeah. you know, and plus your husband's a doctor. Yes. And yeah. so they'll have, they'll have the whole package. And I'm really excited for that. So I was, I was laughing. My four-year-old just yesterday was, um, he was like, mom, I'm going to save the last bites for the guardian angels. And he it. starts to put the orange back in the fridge for later. And I'm like, well. You know, we're working He's got it. it. Or the kids that are like, I don't really, I'm like, oh, but it's not really about the food you don't want to eat. Like, <laughs> kind of. It's more about saving anyway. I'm like, it's all right. No, we'll get there. No, no, no. We're my all starting son, now. <laughs> no, my son, my son used to put the first, like he'd get his, he'd get his plate and he would put a little spoonful in the trash because he's like, I can't do it at the end. I just can't. <laughs> So he would put his first bite into the trash, which is fine. You're, you're basically just yeah. letting your brain know that you don't have to finish your plate. Yeah. Newsflash yeah. out there, folks. We don't have to finish our plates. We do not have to. So, and if you have a problem with that, you need to get a coach right there. So, <laughs> so we, we're, we're, we're actually eating until we're full enough and we're trying not to overeat, trying not to overdrink. Where is enough? And mm -hmm. we can spiritually fast that all the way and reach all of our goals in life. All right. Yeah, so absolutely. I am so glad you have joined me, Janae. Any parting comments? Um, anything that you want to end with? So, um, yeah. Yeah, I think uh, thank you so much for having me. It's been a joy. Uh, I, I just laugh at who I have become at parties when I am like raving about fasting. <laughs> Yeah. Other people. I'm like, what, what has happened to me? I was literally just texting with a friend this morning about, um, who had reached out and she was like, I've been, you know, inspired with your journey of spiritual fasting and I'm interested in learning more. And, um, and I was like, yeah, I promise you, like, if you're really opposed to it, like still <laughs> take that chance. If yeah. anything, it may be a sign that it's something that God really, really wants for you to be able to detach, to prune in the vineyard, you know, um, remain in me as I remain in you and just letting him prune those branches that don't bear fruit and allow room for more virtues. You know, for me, I, you know, clearing out those things and humility and has and gluttony and sloth has really allowed just more space for, for humility to grow and for me to like delay, maybe delay my anger, delay other responses when I'm so passionate all the time. Um, and so, yeah, it's just been a really, really beautiful journey. So if you're listening and you're just not sure, um, 
maybe you're a little averse to it. I promise you, you will not recognize yourself. No, a chance. so much Absolutely. happens. So much happens through the journey. No. And our blessed mother is calling us to fast. Jesus is calling mm-hmm. us to fast and our world needs this spiritual weapon more than ever right now. So Absolutely. I would encourage everyone to jump in and make 2023 the most amazing spiritual fasting year ever. So, well, Janae, my star client, you're amazing. So it's been a it's <laughs> been a joy and an honor to coach you and anyone out there who needs help with your perfectionism. Uh, make sure you get onto JanaeFranco.com and see if Janae can help you out as well as a coach. All right, everyone, I will see you next week. Keep fasting and um, God bless you and God keep you always. Hey, if you're interested in learning more about spiritual fasting and permanent weight loss, then come join my course, Delay and Pray. It's a 12-week guided course for weight loss through spiritual fasting. And you won't go through it alone either. I will be there to coach you every step of the way. There's two options to choose as well, private coaching with me or join the group coaching program to join an amazing group of like-minded Catholics who have the same goal as you, to lose that weight permanently through spiritual fasting. Both options include the same amazing online course detailing what spiritual fasting is, how to do it, and all the tools you need to get you the results you're longing for. So head over to my website right now, thecatholicfastingcoach.com, and get the details on how to join. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn as well to always get the latest daily information to keep you fasting, my friends. Can't wait to see you in there. May God bless you and keep you always.